0: Welcome to Analog Jones and the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the trailers, box art, and behind the scenes. And we have a special guest this week. Ashley, say a little something into the mic.
2: I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, and I'm back.
3: You really, really wanted to come on for Now and Then.
2: Of course I did. As a female. It was one of my, like, life-changing movies.
0: Oh, life-changing. Wow.
2: I don't know. I think it shaped me into the person. As we watched it, I literally was comment like commenting on how I am the way I am because of certain things in this movie.
3: Yeah, we'll have to get into I don't that know because if I, can I remember, noticed things.
2: I don't know if I can remember all of the specific things, but it, it was real.
3: <laughs> if you didn't catch on, we are doing 1995s now and then for our third week of Ladies Month.
1: Truth or dare? Truth. Are you happy? Am I happy? That's a good question. I'm just realizing that I've spent my entire adult life trying to recapture the way I felt the summer of 1970.
3: Hey, Kenny, where's the fire? Softball game, Kendall's Field. It's going to be all boys. So what are we waiting for? Woo!
1: That was the summer when everything started to change.
3: Hey, Wormers! Come and get them, suckers! Ah! Nuts! No matter what I do,
1: they just keep getting bigger. If we wanted to hear the facts, we went to our parents.
2: I've been thinking about what you asked me.
1: About sex?
2: You say that very casually, it
3: scares me. Have you ever been French kissed? Are you kidding? I don't want to get pregnant.
1: (laughs) But if we wanted to know the truth, we went to our friends. It's like somebody going, boo, ah, that's what sex is. Just about the only thing that didn't surprise us that summer was who our friends were. It's too bad your mother's dead. Somebody needs to teach you to act like a girl. Uh, I say we make a pact. No! Whenever we need a friend, we're here for each other. No matter what happens in life.
0: There is a female director. There is a female producer, a female writer, and an all-female cast, basically.
2: There's very few men in this movie. There's about four or five men.
3: But it's not... And it's not like one of those movies that has to like be like... Uh, look at how progressive we're being. It's just like, it just is. It's yeah. like we have a female cast, we have female behind the scenes. And that's why I think this works. Because it's not an old white guy being like, look, I'm progressive. <laughs> <laughs> As these things kind of go nowadays. <laughs> and it's also not the women are
0: better than men at everything type no. movie, which I find that some of them are going into. Disney, cough, cough.
2: Absolutely. Um, I think that the the women ensemble kind of thing. It's a coming of age movie. So you do see a group of boys as well. That's almost like, I'm curious why I wish they would have made like a complimentary movie where we got the boys perspective of that summer. You know, like where there's like a crossover because there is a group of boys who are like going through this coming of age time, but we just get the girls perspective. So I don't know. It's just like refreshing to see, but also they don't ignore them.
0: Are you saying we should do a write-off? We should write up a off of The Wormers?
2: Yes. And it's just called The Wormy Wormers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my. And they all have like really rich stories or just terrible stories. I don't really care. But...
2: It would be great because we could get all of the cast of The Younger to play the older versions of themselves. So Devin Sawa would lead it because he's in it. Yeah.
3: And he's still like kind of a name. He's not like a superstar anymore he's these days. He's great on Twitter. But yeah, he's fucking awesome on Twitter. Um, but he is... Uh, He's around. He's he's there. Yeah. He's in the public eye. So, yeah, he could I, lead that movie.
2: I think we can make a treatment.
3: And then we
0: could finally get a sequel to Idle
3: Hands once he'd make his comeback
0: right. in the... Oh, yeah. We're doing this, guys. We're coming up with this right now. Devin we're not even going to talk the
3: movie anymore. We're just talking the Wormy Wormers. <laughs> we're,
0: bringing,
3: we're bringing you back into the limelight here, Sala. Come on. Let's hang out.
2: Not to control your podcast, but Devin, if you want to be on the show, <laughs> hit Stephen <and> Matt up.
0: <laughs> Actually, you should probably hit Ashley up because we won't pay attention if it's on Twitter.
2: <laughs> I am 50-50 on that as well.
0: <laughs> hit Usually, us up.
2: I'm like, hey, Twitter's a thing. Open. Hey, Devin Sawa. That's great. And then I forget about it for three months.
3: Shoot us an email. We're old people. Shoot <laughs> us Shoot us a line. Actually, write us a letter. <laughs>
0: Don't really, because I definitely won't read that. You yeah. definitely well. won't give out your address. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into our history with this. Ashley already
3: did it, but uh, Matt, did you have a rich history with this? I've never seen this until covering it for this podcast. I've never seen this film, um, but I've been with Ashley for a really long time and she has talked it up for years and I've never ignored it but like it actually did take us years to get this VHS it was like trapped in your house for a while yeah and then finally it resurfaced
2: this movie (laughs) I love this movie just because like it was a big part of something I watched as a kid I it was always at my grandma's house and I would go over there and I would watch this VHS exclusively over and over again so I told Matt this. And I was like, you have to see it. I see of all all of Matt's weird fucking movies <laughs> that he's watched over the years like that he grew up with. And I'm like, soon we got to dive into my past. Then the conversation was like, oh, we're going to maybe do it for the podcast. I'm like, I demand to be on this episode. I have been begging for you to watch this for so long. So Steve, thanks for agreeing to this.
0: <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's, I was really kind of excited to see how well one your perspective on it and see if it's like kind of reflective of how i was but with stand by me
2: stand by me is a big focal point of this discussion i guarantee it because it they're very they're kind of parallel stories in a way
3: they're parallel but i think actually it's kind of uh uh undermining to like say that like this is just the female oh. stand by me because it's it's different it's so different it's a so of- it's a coming of age female movie with them being kids but it ends there you know,
2: a lot of dudes that are negative will be like, fuck, it's just like a rip off of stand by me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's different. And, and it's, it's just a girl's perspective, yeah. you know? So if you like look up reviews of this movie, like some people are pretty harsh about it with the stand by me element.
0: Yeah, I saw some of that where it's just a female stand by me. And this did not get good reviews when it came out. Nope. I was really surprised. So I guess in the history of this. It came out October twentieth, nineteen ninety five, on a budget of twelve million. Gross thirty seven, so eh, fair, moderate. Did well, yeah. I think it probably
2: did that well just for the names attached alone, which we'll get into. But
0: yeah, I mean, it's got huge names, and we can go right into that because, (laughs) like, if you start with the adults, you had Demi Moore, Rosie O'Donnell, you had uh, Rita Wilson, and Melanie Griffith. Yeah, which were huge. Three of them were huge at the time. I don't really know how big Rita Wilson ever was. So.
2: She was decently, um, because she was in, like, Sleepless in Seattle and things like that. So she, was she was around.
3: around. She was. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, what she was. She's just, she is a Hollywood player. She's around. Yeah. But she's not, like, a heavy hitter. Yeah, she's she's a known name. Yeah, people know who Rita Wilson is. You
2: see her in a movie and you recognize her. You know who she is.
3: But, I mean, this is the height of Rosie O'Donnell, Demi Moore, and Melanie Griffith. Like, 1995. Like, they were fucking... That's the A-list right there. And what I think actually
0: shine in this movie are the children. Yes. And that came down to Gabe Hoffman, who was playing Samantha, which is Demi Moore, Mm -hmm. in the future. Then we had Christina Ricci who is Rosie O'Donnell playing Roberta Martin. Uh, we had, what is
3: this?
2: Ashley, Ashley
3: Aston o- Moore, who didn't go on to do anything else because we looked her up. Yeah. And we were wondering if she would continue. She
2: was the only one I had never seen again. And
3: it wasn't that, it must have been a choice thing because she did like one other thing and then yeah. that was it. Yeah, and then we had
0: Thor Birch, which, of course. who's Melanie Griffith playing Tina, 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 teeny, teeny Tercel. <laughs> That's a lot of T's. Uh, and then, you know, and she went on to, like, American Beauty and uh, Hocus Pocus. She's still acting today in yeah. smaller independent films.
2: Hocus Pocus was before this, though. She was, like, yeah. a kid in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, she was, like, starting to be, like, a little star on the rise. And then she, like, really took on the 90s, especially the late 90s. Yeah, I like, like,
3: American Beauty kind of rocketed yeah. her into fame for a little while. Yeah, and then you have the supporting cast. You had Bonnie Hunt in here. Oh, yeah. Who I screamed when she arrived because I'm the world's biggest Bonnie Hunt fan.
0: (laughs) Cloris Leachman, which I kind of was
3: more the scream of. I was like, oh
0: my
2: God, it's Cloris Leachman.
0: Everything she's in, I'm just like, I love that woman. I'm
2: waiting for you to say another name that I screamed over.
3: (laughs) Well, before we move
0: on. Garofalo? uh, No. uh,
2: Well,
3: before we move on. Which
2: is great, though. I also am the biggest fan.
3: Cloris Leachman. (laughs) I just came to a realization when we were watching this movie, and I'm mentioning it now because I don't know if we'll ever kind of get to it when we're talking about the movie, so I'm just going to mention it now. She just seems like in real life she would be like the fucking weirdest person ever. But like the it, her choices in movies, like it's not so much the script; it's like her choices are so bizarre. She, I bet she would just be the fucking weirdest, which is awesome, which is why I love her. Yeah, but I bet she is just the most bizarre person to hang out
2: with. Simply Cloris, <laughs> like it's it's very her.
0: She was in an Adam Sandler movie um, where he was a cook. I can't remember the name of it, but she was the grandma who was like, would drink all day. And Anna Sandler got up one morning and goes, Jesus, it's not even noon. And she's about, she holds up her wine glass and then the clock ticks right at noon. She goes, points point and goes, yeah, there you go. And then starts drinking. I'm like, I fell in love with her she's on amazing. that exact moment of that movie that I can't remember the name of because all I remember is her. Yeah, she steals the show you know, often. I'm
2: trying to think of what that movie is and I literally cannot right now. <laughs>
0: I think everyone's just like, yeah, that one where Adam Sandler's the cook. Yeah, that's all I know. Okay, move on.
2: <laughs> the little character cameo that I was referring to was Brendan Fraser.
0: Yes, Mr. Because Late 90s. I did
2: not remember because I haven't seen this movie in a while. Like we said, it was at my like parents' house or whatever. And I found the VHS and I was like, Yes, I haven't seen this since I was a child or whatever. And then we put it in and I'm like, that's fucking Brendan Fraser.
3: <laughs> An uncredited you yes. mentioned. An uncredited right. Brendan Fraser just showing up in you know being I a say, superstar. Still. I would say that's
2: a very significant moment in the movie. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's know. a great
3: moment. When you get
0: when you go uncredited in a movie like that, does that mean they don't have to pay you? Or do you think you're just like, could you not put me on the credits? Well
3: he, he might have just been under contract, uh, for some other for something else or whatever and couldn't but wanted to be a part of it. I'm sure he still got paid, but like a lot of times when they go on credit, it's cause they like are not supposed to, but then do anyway type thing. So they just don't take the credit. That's interesting. For it. Hmm. Um so that could that could be the case. Or maybe he was just like, I kinda wanna just maybe he wanted to do like a cameo type thing where it was like he was a superstar in 95, oh, too. Yeah. So he could do that.
0: Was this before or right at the same time as Encino Man? Was Encino Man like
2: 93?
0: Yeah, Encino Man
3: was like 92, 93. Okay. So this was later. All right.
2: When was Monkey Bone? <laughs>
3: 2000.
2: Yeah. Oh, that was way later. Okay.
3: Yeah, and then we had
0: Hank Azaria from The Simpsons yes. and many other things.
2: This is crazy because as a kid, like, this was probably my first introduction to him. I saw Simpsons barely as a kid I was like pretty young when this movie came out yeah um but Hank Azaria was amazing I will never forget bud b-u-d-d <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> I love him he's so charismatic but also like a different character than what he's playing because then the second role I saw him in was in the birdcage oh, and he's man. so ex- like, over this. the yeah. top and amazing so when I saw those two together I was like this guy's special because he can do so much
3: i took notice of him in the 98 uh, godzilla because i don't think i had seen the birdcage mm. yet but i did see it after godzilla um and i was like who is this guy because he you know in a movie like godzilla he kind of stands out with like broderick and yeah. uh uh gene reno and stuff like he he shows up and it's like "Ooh, who's this guy <laughs>
0: That's actually when I found out that he was the voice of all the Simpsons characters is at the movie theater. And well, after the movie, and we were talking about Godzilla, because everyone's trying to figure out if they liked it or not.
2: <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's a common occurrence. For that movie. And then
0: my mom, who was with us, she's like, oh, that's the guy who does all the Simpsons voices. And I was like, what are you talking about, mom?
2: <laughs> You're blowing my mind apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: it just, I, yeah, it was like it was almost because I had to be that kid where I'm like, "Are you sure?" And then I'd go home on my AOL.
1: <laughs> it is. Oh my
2: gosh. It took you about an hour and a half to yeah. figure <laughs> out just that one thing.
0: Oh, but man. I did it.
2: Get off the line. I need to make a call. <gasps> yeah.
3: I just want to fact check you, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, uh, Matt, why don't you just break down the box art on this? Sure, so we
3: take a look, and it is the ladies in uh, jeans and white t-shirts or white shirts.
2: Classic look.
3: Classic 90s look. Um, some overalls and things like that. Um, and we've got we've got our eight ladies who we've mentioned already, so I'm not going to name them all again. Uh, and then our tagline of a summer when four friends made a promise to return anytime they needed each other. That time has come. Now and then. They're sort of standing in front of like a pretty sky um a
2: generic sky (laughs) uh, yeah
3: well like you know what i mean like it's a nice day out type thing and uh this is from the new line family line uh but this isn't a re-release this is an original Mm -hmm. from 95 and uh it is reviewed as the best coming of age movie since stand by me so it's the first reference to that uh from pat collins of wwdr tv
2: I do want to mention on this cover, if you didn't, if you've never even heard this movie and you kind of missed it when we were breaking down the cast, the younger women are literally playing the younger versions of themselves. So they're, they're never in the scene together in the film. So they're just kind of standing in front of the version of themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Actually, now that you mention that this cover makes no sense. Exactly.
2: Because it's like the past and the present, which is now the past
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there yeah this is clearly a photo shoot this is not a Mm -hmm. this is a publicity still for the film this is not a scene from the movie because they are not together in the film at all and on the sides of course we get the eight split up
0: what surprised me is when i saw that new line had distributed this I, i just like to me this isn't a new line movie from what i'm used to I feel like
3: it kind of is a new line movie. I feel like it's kind of still like marketing to kids to an extent, uh, you know, set banging soundtrack. So I don't know, very marketable. And that's what they kind of do. They do marketable stuff. So I don't know. I, I feel like this does feel like, well
0: it. with the soundtrack. Yeah. Cause new line put a freaking soundtrack to everything.
2: I thought it was really interesting that on the back, there's literally just a quotation mark with four red stars and it, it doesn't really credit who gave it the four stars. It's down here at the bottom. Oh, it's is it very... A, it, I
3: was
1: looking for yes. the two. <laughs>
3: so if you flip it over to the back, yeah, there's a four-star rating. And it's got a tiny little, like, asterisk that says it's from Screen International. Well, to that be the honest... the four-star review came from.
0: That's weird.
3: I've never seen...
0: I've never uh, seen that
2: format on, like, a rating...
0: Where they make you search for who actually <laughs> who gave the quote? Because there's room, Screen yeah. There's plenty of room. Be right there. I bet it's
2: because they couldn't get like a big name. Yeah, to do it. it's like not a, like Ebert, you know. Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, if we look at the stills on the back, we've got some pulls from the movie with the adult cast and the kid cast. Uh, Christina Ricci playing baseball. Christina Ricci and Thora Birch hanging out. The four older women in two different pictures. One looks like a publicity still, though. With like Rita Wilson, Mm -hmm. Demi Moore, Rosie O'Donnell, Melly Griffith. They're all kind of like hugging and it looks Mm -hmm. publicity-y. But then we got the four younger girls like sitting at a diner uh, with the flowers going around. to kind of get that late 60s, early 70s feel. I was going to say you
2: have to mention like they're almost applied like stickers. Mm -hmm. And like in the 90s, especially as a girl growing up in the 90s, these 60s, Mm -hmm. 70s-esque flowers flowers were a huge part of our branding yes like Mm -hmm. everything was like these specific flowers and colors like the yellows the blues the orange the red like that was on everything if we got a coloring book at that age it was filled with stickers of that that you could put that you put on your folders and your even our hair clips the the like logos on our shirts it all was this like 60s 70s flower power kind of looking thing
0: yeah i feel like the 80s got the majority of the 50s and then for some reason, the 90s got a combination of 60s heavy. and
3: 70s.
2: Like in a heavy way. Because you remember
0: when the tinted glasses came back? Oh, yeah. yeah. I had some. It's yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. like a small player.
3: Yeah. Like this definitely is sort of like we had seen things like Back to the Future and Stand By Me, which are 50s set but made in the 80s. Now in the 90s, we start to get the 70s set stuff mm-hmm. as sort of our nostalgia because we always look back. Now we're getting the 90s stuff. That's so also... It's a, how it always goes. It comes like in
0: Well, we're goes. still in the 80s. But, right, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing getting like, some 90s we're, stuff. We're like m- slowly like rolling over. You're dabbling yeah. into the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yes, we're just putting our toe in. Yes.
2: Yeah, we don't want to jump in all at once. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I will say also that... Oh, never mind. That thought's gone. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. <laughs>
2: I went so strong and I'm like, wait, where'd it go? It's okay. Poof.
3: <laughs> and then there there is one final image uh, that uh it's definitely defines this movie and the genre that it is a part of the kids on bikes yeah coming from yeah. the suburbs genre which we've seen everything from et up to this movie uh, into stranger things now like kids on bikes genre you know what you're talking about when you say kids on bikes movies <laughs> how
2: often though do you see a group of all girls on bikes though never it's always boys on bikes and it's not safe for all girls to be on bikes. There's usually like one girl in a group that's with boys, Mm -hmm. but this is all girls. And like in the part where I'm just talking about the Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser cameo, they just randomly stop, have cigarettes with a war vet who's just come back and is just like a drifter Mm -hmm. and it's like so chill, but that is so unheard of. Like even in the past, like, 20 30 years you know <laughs> for well, for female characters
0: right well yeah and it's also a sign of independence like you have like just this like these numbers or you're know, like these uh, what am i trying to search for like just these tracks that we hit you know when we get older we get bikes mm-hmm. we get cars and then we get you know like and
2: there's no
1: as soon as bikes, we can't go we go <laughs> you're
2: allowed to take the bikes elsewhere it's like first you get the the training wheels or whatever, but you have to be in the neighborhood. Yeah. And then they're just like going cross country. Yeah, training (laughs) wheels come off
3: and you go where, you go across the tracks, basically. Cross
2: cross county kind of lines. Uh,
3: Yeah, it's the first taste of freedom and that's of course why the genre is so popular, I think, and will continue to always be yeah. popular. Coming could, of
2: age movies are my favorite movies.
3: You, you do a coming of age movie, if you don't have bikes in it, you fucked up your coming of age movie.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What are coming of age movies now? Like a new phone? They're like, oh, I've now I have a smartphone for my flip phone. Never, that's my back in my day moment.
2: I never saw like Edge of 17, but I feel like that that's thing, the modern maybe, equivalent. What is her big thing? Is she like applying for college or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like that might be a coming of age theme. Well, Oh,
3: I thought I thought a really good coming-of-age recent one was Love, Simon. Loved, that was a really good... Which one? Love, Love Simon. Simon. Came mm. out earlier this year.
2: It's kind of like coming to terms with your own self-identity. Yeah. I feel like that's bigger now than just, yeah. like, getting out of town. It's more like, who am I? Yeah, and
3: navigating social
0: media and things like that. it's bigger
2: questions than, than they had, like, Yeah.
3: Well, that was yeah
0: part of my, like... I, I don't know what a coming-of-age movie is anymore. Yeah. Because... Back in my day, (laughs) it was, you know, bicycles and stuff like that playing outside. But now with so much more involved with smartphones
3: and social media and
0: yeah just just always a
2: sense of connection
3: but very early what i think is actually kind of a, a a thing that's happening with uh coming of age movies now that uh is encouraging for the youth and i i i have good things to say about this incoming generation like the 18 year olds now i think they're really smart and they're they're going to do good things. Literally
2: um, he went on like a beautiful like were you a little I was stoned movie? and I had went on a rant that he I was, was like, like the future's like kind of bright.
3: But like um, but like it's rare. The thing it's about, better than like
0: everyone's doom. Yeah, exactly.
3: Um I think the 18-year-olds like are really encouraging and what I've seen in some coming of age movies and then also just like the sort of teen set movies that are coming out now is a lot of the kids are Like violently trying to get away from social media because they were born into it. So it's like embedded in them to be. So, like, uh, what I like seeing in a lot of these upcoming coming of age and teen movies is they are running from social media and they're like, I hate it. They're trying to shut themselves out from it and escape it. And I like rebellion of that because that's their norm. Part of the encouraging thing about this upcoming generation. But Yeah. yeah, I think that's what today's. (laughs) <laughs> That's my long answer for what I think today's coming of age is. Let me read you what this movie's about, in case you don't know. I'm dying to know. It's, a, it's all for one and one for all in this heartwarming comedy about the childhood mischief, four best friends who reunite after 20 years. Roberta, Teeny, Samantha, and Chrissy have, bus- have been busy growing up, but they always remembered the promise they made to be there for each other. Now they're together again to relive the greatest summer of their lives. Take a spirited ride down memory lane with Christina Ricci, Thora Birch, Gabby Hoffman, Ashley Aston Moore, Melanie Griffith, Demi Moore, Rosie O'Donnell, and Rita Wilson in the delightful comedy that proves girls just want to have fun.
2: I think that last sentence goes against everything that this movie's about. (laughs) Girls don't just want to have fun. Because there's some heavy
0: themes throughout yeah. this movie. That's what I was gonna when you're saying the stickers with the flowers and everything like that, that does not match the, the tone movie. of this movie is like the tone of the movie at the end is, you know, hey, look look forward to the good times and everything. Yeah. But we'll get into that more when we break it down. But there's some heavy fucking themes in this.
2: <laughs> which again is why I think I am the way I am. I'm very dark humored, sarcastic. I'm almost like the version Demi Moore. Like it's scary how much my life kind of patterned to match Demi Moore's character and Christina Ricci, I guess, Um, because she like, grew up she left her hometown she became a writer she's super like cynical and i'm like okay 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 i get it (laughs) if i was like this age in the 90s that would be me (laughs) right yeah
3: you are demi moore for sure uh now demi moore was one of the producers of the movie so i feel like she's kind of the star of the film yes if there's one sort of star
2: in my brain, as a kid, I more identified with Gabby Hoff. Oh yeah, no, that is her. Yeah, that is her. Oh, for a second, I thought it was Christina. Ricci. Well, Christina That's Ricci kind of
3: had like the deal with death thing, which I think you have a little bit of. Like, I'm a little the sardonic, bit of all of them. <laughs> the sardonic look at death and stuff like that, but like uh, you, you, yeah, you're you're the Gabby Hoff and Demi Moore character for sure. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. It's, I mean... fucked up. <laughs> well, it's not fucked up. It's, no, it's awesome. it's real. It's no, real it's life. Don't... It's great that I can.
2: <laughs> realize that as fuck it's been a long time since i've seen this movie but then i'm watching it i'm like wow this is really like beat by beat kind of what evolved my life to be i don't know
0: well her character was so hard on herself with the divorce (laughs) and everything like that and you're like sweetie
2: yeah
0: everything's so dramatic at that age but there's a lot of people with divorce but then i had to remember that this was in the 70s yeah and I actually disconnect because I keep thinking these kids are in the 90s. No one gets I divorced had... in the 70s or 69, 70, yeah. and, Like this takes place. And
3: that's... if they
2: do, it's a big scandal because her mom yeah. started dressing differently. Well, and they're and in the more... suburbs too. It's mm-hmm. not
3: like they're in like a big you know, metropolitan talk area. In the yeah, exactly. It's suburbs and everything's supposed to be cookie cutter there. So, yeah, yeah she was a big deal. She
0: was so damn hard on herself. It's like, it's not your fault. That's all I wanted to keep telling her. But then I was like, "It's a movie, Steve. Back off. You know <laughs> gonna, like just pull away."
2: Well, in a way, I, I, like some parts, she's like, "Is it my fault?" But I don't think she harps on, "Is it my fault?" I think she's just like so Mad. irate at yeah. the situation. Like she's becoming an adult, but she can't have adult conversations with adults. That's like the most frustrating time of your life, as like at least a everybody girl. can relate to but, that. But like, I feel like girls really—that's why we are known. Like when we hit puberty, we fight like crazy with our moms because like we have so much to say but we literally just can't yet and it makes us fucking crazy (laughs) and she can't have these conversations with her mom and then she takes care of her little sister but she's like a really good support system for the little sister who's not there yet so she's kind of putting it all on herself when she doesn't need to and that's what girls do in general but specifically at this time too because there's like who can you talk to about this? Families aren't going through this as frequently as they do like now.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point with like, I mean, she's that character has so many layers and so many different, like, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Like I layers. I guess I nailed it with that, but, um, (laughs) It's just, she's got so many conflicts coming Mm -hmm. from different areas, you know, with like, she's got to protect her sister and her mom, even though I don't blame her mom for getting divorced, maybe the husband sucked and, you know, she needs a new life. And then there's like all these different, like just laser shooting her.
1: Yeah, (laughs) That's how I pretend it is.
2: It is great that this movie does give you the perspective of her because you don't really know why the parents are splitting up. You hear, Mm. you overhear a fight, you see them leave, and then you just see the progression you don't Mm -hmm. understand their relationship because a lot of movies now i feel like try to do too much where then like then the kid finds out oh it's way more complicated you know what i'm saying like I feel like movies now they they won't just be like sometimes you don't know what's going on. And yeah, okay. no, they
3: try to justify divorce nowadays, whereas in back in the days, like there's no reason to. You don't know why. Yeah, and I think that's a very '90s actually look.
0: And sometimes it. it's not your
2: yeah. place to know why.
0: Yeah. Well, and then after it seems, I I think it was maybe, but I think after nine eleven. We were always Ooh. trying to figure out why things were yeah, happening. Yeah, we have to over explain. Why, why did things go bad? Yeah.
2: Also, in storytelling, like we have to hand feed it to you. It's like we have to be completely clear on everything.
0: Well, yeah, and that's also because now we're trying to sell it to so many different people. Yes. And that so there's like yeah, there's so many things. But anyway, you want to get into the fun stuff <laughs> sure. first? How about the trailers on this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was finding some
3: way to get us back into the
0: trailers. So popping this tape in. <laughs> we immediately get movie line magazine promo.
3: This was a scuzzy trailer. Like they're just like amping up the paparazzi fucking like dirt on people's lives. Like this was gross. literally. They
2: were like, is this the one where I commented to you afterwards where they kept showing the covers on all these things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all of the women, it says like beauty, sexy, sexy whatever. And then the men, it's all successful. Um, yeah. like tycoon, all of these things. And I was like, what the fuck?
3: And then they would show like, like, uh, one of the black actors and they'd be like, hilarious. Um, like it was always like stereotypes. No, let
2: me tell you, they showed hmm. one black actor. It was all white people and one black yeah. actor at the very end.
0: Yeah. Wow. You guys paid attention to this one a lot more than me. Because all as I saw, I was like, eh, it looks like soap opera covers. And then I'm like, this is the weirdest thing I ever said. And then I just go back to like, what is this? Oh, it's Dude. a magazine in Hollywood. And then the trailer was over and I'm like, shit. yeah (laughs) no i got
2: very political (laughs) no
3: i I, and i did too and i didn't mean to like i didn't think i was going to i was like "Ooh, this makes me feel weird so check this one out on the uh youtube because this one's weird
0: that's funny like you went into like how does this make me feel i'm gonna pay attention to it i immediately was like what is what the fuck is this from and i went to like stacky shit
2: (laughs) but here's the thing like you've never seen this film right Mm -hmm. i have seen this film hundreds of times so i'm like what else is on this that i don't remember and i'm (laughs) like because as a kid i feel like after the first couple of times i just fast forwarded to the beginning of the movie yeah you know like i just skipped over it and then i did remember some of the things but like this one blew my mind i was like this is supposed to be a feminist movie and you're like look you can be sexy too (laughs) yeah
3: well and then we we followed it up with the soundtrack promo which great Which i mean is this like movie saturday
0: has morning cartoon like type soundtrack. stuff
3: <laughs> and i mean i mean the soundtrack is fucking incredible to this movie so you... they must have spent a lot of money
2: oh yeah
3: this is before the the sort of tarantino takeover i mean tarantino was around it was doing like pulp fiction and reservoir dogs and stuff but like this is before sort of the tarantino takeover where everything had to have like a bomb ass soundtrack so this just has a bomb ass soundtrack they weren't like trying to cash in on anything they
0: here. were
2: capturing a very specific time
3: I
0: think they nailed it well yeah I mean they did it with New Line did it with Mortal Kombat yeah they had a great and, soundtrack with that too and I, they did it with Austin Powers oh mm-hmm. my this god is,
2: be- I own that soundtrack by the way <laughs> This all, is what they do. All three of those movie soundtracks so are good. good. This
0: is what they do. They're
3: one of the best marketers out there, period.
2: Oh, and Matt and I have also, have you ever talked about our rule of a VHS? Oh, yeah. We have a
3: rule that if we ever sort of make it, we have a ton of just expendable have, money. Yes. Um, what we're going to do is every time we watch a VHS and see a soundtrack promo, we have to go on like eBay, Amazon, and, and buy it. the soundtrack. So this would be one that we would have to buy. No,
2: it, the rules are it has to be before the movie starts. So right. So even if we've never seen the movie, if they promote the movie the movie soundtrack, we have to buy it immediately. <laughs> we have to buy the
3: soundtrack. <laughs> All right. I like that rich people. <laughs> and
2: a lot of the VHSs who go hard on promoting a soundtrack, they're pretty fun they have soundtracks. Some, they have
3: some pretty banging soundtracks. <laughs> I, this is... Ooh, we're going to talk about one of the movies that has a banging soundtrack in a second. Go ahead.
2: Oh, cool. <laughs> um, this soundtrack because I watched it so much, was definitely a soundtrack mentally in my mind, which is kind of weird for I was a 90s kid. So I was constantly singing songs from a different time, like all the time. To this day, the num- like most of the songs that just pop in my head and I sing, you'll notice it because you've lived with me for so long. Are from um, the soundtrack. Are from this soundtrack. I always do the knock three times yeah. on the ceiling if you want me. Like that song always in my head. Usually because our radiators are pinging and I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> um, but uh, I Chicago soundtrack.
0: folks, Chicago, yes. man, we're talking about radiators, <laughs> so many fucking radiators.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is this is a great, great soundtrack for sure. Uh, I, there was definitely a thing happening in the 90s where we had a lot of 60s nostalgia uh, for music. I just remember that was all you heard on the radio. I, f- I feel like in school, too. Mm-hmm. Whenever I would go to school, all the kids would know all the oldies. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much what was popular then. You know, I wasn't going to school and singing Toe the Wet Sprocket. I was going to school <laughs> and singing fucking Tony Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> and it just seemed like that's what we were sort of being <laughs> embedded with. Anyway. Little,
0: little Matt singing 60s songs and watching Dateline. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's true i mentioned in another episode i did watch a lot of dateline as a kid
2: i listened to your podcast <laughs> okay.
0: i I would fucking love to hear like little matt ex- like if you missed an episode of dateline you're like hey little matt can you catch me up oh i got this oh
1: i know
2: everything
3: for better and worse it wasn't much different then than it is now <laughs> It's pretty much the same from about fucking seven years old to now <laughs> just tinier yeah i was just smaller but i was just Trying to sound just as smart and being just as stupid. (laughs) And and next we had
0: Theodore Rex. We're not going to talk much about this because you can go in the past and listen to our podcast on it. But uh, yeah, I Ruppie highly remec-
2: I- <gasps> recommend? What the Recom- hell? Recommend. I highly recommend that podcast episode. Terrific, fun time. Don't yeah.
0: worry, I couldn't remember benchmark. That's what That's right. I was trying to say with the, when you get your bike and you get a car. Oh yeah, what did I saw? Well, I
3: can't even remember what no, I said. Just just it. It layers? Stupid <laughs> layers. Yeah, layers. <laughs> I remember layers. Um, but the just mentioning quickly the Theodore Rex trailer. This is this is the trailer that made me like have to seek this movie out though. Like it's a great this. Trailer. Yeah, it's a great trailer. But you can hear us talk about how we actually felt about the movie. But damn, this trailer hooks you. Uh,
0: and then we had Bed of Roses, which I was like, what the fuck is this?
2: Exactly. I about screamed. I heard the voice and I was like, is this fucking Christian
1: Slater? In, in like a Sweet
3: November kind of like sad romance I movie. It.
2: I was like, is this Sweet November with Christian Slater? And Matt was just like, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Bed of Roses. Yes, I've never seen this movie, but I remember this cover from the video store all the time. That's why I knew what it was when it, the trailer started. I think if
2: we can find a copy of this, like, can I come back and we do this movie? <laughs> if
3: you could find
2: this, yeah, yeah, sure. I feel like it's probably impossible. Yeah.
3: If we come across it, we'll pick it up.
2: It's such
0: a weird movie. <laughs> it's a weird-looking fucking movie. <laughs> if you want to see it, it looks like we put it up on our YouTube channel. So yeah, It's a there. weird one. It's a full trailer, too. Yeah, it's like a long two-and-a-half-minute trailer. But the rest of these trailers are all teasers because we had, next, the Mortal Kombat coming soon to VHS. (laughs) which is just you know like kicking punching tech music and then mortal Kombat
3: 1995 after that trailer rolled i looked at ashley and i say i always think that movie's gonna be better than it is but it's never never good
0: (laughs) you're too hopeful yeah then we got the mask now on vhs trailer this was the
3: other one i was thinking has a banging soundtrack because i have this soundtrack another new line yeah just makes every time i see this trailer even though this was a 30 second spot makes me want to watch this movie
0: it's one of the best movies ever the mask is
2: one of my favorite movies of all time
3: oh yeah
0: i'm still pissed off i don't have that vhs i i don't know why i'm sure it's everywhere
3: you need to pick that one
0: up (laughs) (laughs) you gotta have that one (laughs) and then dumb and dumber now on vhs (laughs) was the the, you know the last one and i i grew up on dumb and dumber i wore out the vhs on this one
2: this we're, one we're big dumb and dumber yeah. fans in this room i would yeah. say well i was the i board. mean
3: my childhood was jim carrey like that was yeah, yes. my That's childhood i
2: love that it because it's the now available on vhs it's like not the full trailer it's just the highlights of the ridiculous shit of it's like, like jeff daniels laughing hysterically and then <laughs>
3: jim carrey screamed doing the most annoying sound in the world in the yeah
2: car, yep. and then them doing the thing with the ketchup yep
3: yep <laughs> It's oh, a good highlight reel
0: for what's to come it with that brilliant laugh. movie.
2: It's like I get mad at myself. I'm like, you, it's so stupid. And you're like, it's the funniest thing ever. It's <laughs> so good. You, you
0: could just play that clip and I'd be like, take all my money. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you. Ugh. Oh, I love you, Lloyd Christmas. Um, <laughs> and then I, something really weird, and I've been noticing on them since I've been putting more and more of these trailers up, I saw Certified Original macrovision. And it says, in order to ensure that the program you are about to watch is an original and of the highest quality, this video cassette incorporates the exclusive Macrovision encoding process.
3: This is this is the encoding process that if you were to try to do deck to deck copying, so you'd put this in the VCR that you have plugged into another VCR and hit it record, it would come out with yeah. the lines. That's what Macrovision did. It like it was straight like fuzz lines throughout the entire screen.
0: Uh, it actually still, so it makes my vid box shake. Yeah. Uh, you can see it on my YouTube. It, it doesn't fuzz it out and everything, but it all the other VHS I copied the trailers from, I mean, they're VHS quality, but they're still. This one just like has a yeah. little shake. It's
3: a warble. Y- yeah. yeah. The, uh, anytime I would rent Macrovision movies from the video store, I'd be like, fuck, I can't copy this one. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid. Oh, sweet. <laughs> fuckers <laughs> you had a sick problem <laughs> and i still got all those tapes so i guess you could still say i have that problem yep <laughs> well anyway let's get into the
0: highlights of this film feature presentation time Woo! start out in 1991 and we get introduced to all the adults
3: yes in indiana
2: which is where i'm from yeah. so it's like shocking how similar this shelby is. indiana shelby indiana which i'm not from but
0: I don't even know where Shelby is, but I've heard the name. I'm from there, and I'm not sure. Yeah.
2: Pick this out. I don't know. Don't kill me. You know where Shelbyville is. Well, Shelbyville is, like, right next to where I grew up. Yeah. But that's different. I know. But I (laughs) just want
3: to be like, you know where something is in (laughs)
2: Indiana. I guess so.
0: Yeah, and then uh, we get Demi Moore. She's become a sci-fi writer, or Samantha has become a sci-fi writer, because she was the weird girl. I'm doing air quotations there. Uh, We had Roberta Martin, who's Rosie O'Donnell, and she's now a doctor. And mm-hmm. she was played by Christina Ricci, who was the tomboy. Yes. And uh, who had the mother die. Yes. So she went through some serious <laughs> shit.
2: Like, literally, as we talk about each kid, we can tell you something sad about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chrissy DeWitt, which was played by Rita Wilson, and she is uh, pregnant, about to have her first child. And I did not know this, but that is supposed to be her childhood home she's still living yes. in. Yes. No, she's, I think she's the she one should. that doesn't leave
3: and has babies.
0: Like, geez, well, because
2: that's, that's still their tree house outside. Yes. And also, um, when Demi Moore comes in and she, Samantha walks in and she's like, she goes, ta-da, to show her the house because she hasn't seen the house since a kid. And she's like, looks the same as when your mom decorated it. Yeah. And she was yeah. like, yeah, I know. So, like, she's very nostalgic, but... Oh, I want to talk about Bonnie Hunt later.
0: <laughs> well, and as a kid, she's like really naive and over she's, you know, like yeah, over sheltered by her, her mom, part. by her mother, Bonnie Hunt. Yeah,
2: she's like twisted brain into yeah. everything's flowers and feminine and sheltered and like you should just be like a good well, girl, like and a wife. I
0: think yeah. her mother. Yeah, I think her mom even gets like shudders a little bit when she says the word sex.
2: Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, when she picks up the watering can and the oh, oh. great sex talk
0: yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> tina which is played by oh i think i wrote this down all right i did uh tina is played by melanie griffith and is a successful hollywood actress and as a child she dreamed of fame pretended you know she would get in front of a mirror and, and make i think like a some oscar kind of, speech is it an oscar yeah. speech something like that speech. Yeah. And really, she just has, like, parents who don't pay attention to her. They are,
2: like, I want to say they're, like, rich swingers or something. And they just, like, don't care that they have a kid. And so she's alone a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it's adorable because she, like, daydreams of being famous. Because I think it's the attention-seeking element of her. Because she has no attention at home. But then, like, she'll go sit on her roof and look at the drive-in movie and recite yeah. Every line. And I'm like, that's so sweet. <laughs> but sad.
3: <laughs> this one was me as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like if I had to Your relate. parents
2: spoiled you. Oh yeah, no, my
3: parents <laughs> but I didn't have a lot of friends and like I didn't have any brothers or sisters in the yeah. house. So I just sort of like, was a alone a lot. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, my parents were great, but like I didn't have anybody else besides them. So mm. I was this kid. You're the teeny. Yep. If I had to <laughs> if I had to pick
2: Steve, you. if you had to identify as one of the personalities.
0: Uh, I would, um, whew, that's tough. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think I'd go with Samantha, Samantha. Uh, the weird kid. Yeah. Yeah. More because, you know, I'd try, I try. I played sports. I was a fat lead, but I was also into comic books. So it was kind of like really into bad, genre yeah, stuff, like polarizing. Mm. They're like, wait a minute. Are you a nerd man or a yeah. jack?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I also love the Samantha thing. She's into like the occult and all of that stuff, which yeah. I've always been very big into. So just
0: yeah, so when the adults get together here, it's for Rita's baby. And uh, they basic. well, the whole movie, well, at least the flashbacks are told from Demi Moore's perspective. Mm-hmm. She's the narrator in this.
2: It's almost as if like she's returning to her childhood home and she remembers that how important that last summer was or like that, that the one The time they together. made the promise yeah, when yeah. they yeah. said
3: that they were gonna. It
2: was the summer of change for all of them, I feel like.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's it would never be the same after this Mm-mm. summer. Uh, so I think they literally
3: say that yeah somewhere. In the yeah, end. the end when it does kind of have like the sort of wrap up of the kids' story. It's like you can almost see it's like, it then too. It's not we're not gonna hang out like this anymore. We are different people. Like, but we'll be there for each other. They're when we not need so it.
2: against boys anymore. Like Roberta's interested in boys, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they're all gonna yeah, kind of separate a little bit.
0: Yeah, and we flash back to nineteen seventy. Uh, we get the girls playing. Uh,
2: Red Rover, Red Rover,
0: yeah, that's Red Rover, Red Rover. Send that booger picker right over, or something like that.
2: Send. Oh, I I should know this by heart. I'll get it later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, we get right into the thicket of things of like just we see them growing up, uh,
3: and then kind they wanna, of they and, well they want the independence too. They want to mm-hmm. build the treehouse, so they want to make money. to They're make saving the up house. money. Uh, that's part of their thing. But what really sort of drives this story is the seance in the cemetery and uh, what's his Dear name? Johnny. Dear, Dear Johnny. Dear Johnny. Yeah. Um, that's sort of the thing that, you know, we think it's going to be about them. I mean, as a first-time viewer, I thought, you think it's going to be about how they try to get money to make it? But nope, that's not really what this movie's about. It's really about the, that night and how that night kicked the off everything. The
2: treehouse is the inciting like goal, almost, because they're saving up money. They are spending a little bit of their money to get milkshakes. They meet the weirdo in town, Janine Garofalo, who's mm-hmm. like a great cameo. She's like the mystic in town. And she's got like a great Joan Jet haircut and just like she calls them boys. Yeah. And Chrissy's yeah. just like, we're girls. And she's like,
1: <laughs> I, I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. So like So weird. They're
2: by using their money for the treehouse, they're meeting people who they're going to later need to go to for like this bigger story right
0: well yeah and then when they do the seance in the dear johnny they think they i I don't know what they think they do but basically the tombstone breaks this is tombstone gets by lightning right
2: they do the seance they're asking to call upon dear johnny it's a tombstone on the side and they don't know they notice it's a boy who died younger so they're like want to know what happened they're there and then chrissy who's always getting picked on this girl with the pigtails who is oversheltered, They savagely bully her in a friend way. It's oh, hilarious yeah. the whole time. And she gets them so good by pretending like mm-hmm. she's like panicking and she's like, he's cold. He's so low. And like the wind is picking up and the thunderstorm happens. So lightning strikes and it scares them and they all run away, but they go back to get something and the tombstones busted. Yeah. So they think that the spirit has been released and that something is haunting them almost. Not haunting, but they need to like, Samantha's sleeping and she sees shadows at night and it feels weird. Well, don't they
0: have to like, well, I don't know why they have to exactly figure out the mystery other than it's fun for the plot, but I think, are they trying to like put him to rest? Yeah. Now they are.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're trying to find out. The mystery of his murder because they find out that this kid was murdered. Yeah,
0: once they find out from and the they grandma, don't know. Yeah, the, the grandma's attic actually.
3: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, I feel like the haunting aspect, which is sort of this over. This is not a horror movie. This is like a coming of age drama, but really this haunting thing is the overarching thing. This well, is yeah. the this is the whole movie. But haunting is basically just a. Synonym for puberty. Yes. In but this is, so, so.
0: But this is a coming of age. How they do this? Like when you find out when you become an adult, like things are darker than you really yes. know or allow or allowed to know or want to know. Or want. <laughs> yeah. They go to
2: Cloris Leechman and they're like, "You were around." during this time what happened to dear johnny and his mother yeah something? and she's like trying to vacuum and she's like, and, like she's just, just eating them. crumbs yeah. everywhere and yeah. vacuuming with lemonade that tastes bad or like yeah. is maybe spiked i don't know yeah. because grandma's crazy because it's but she is a character especially at this time there was a hush hush of this is a suburban society where we don't talk about negative things and these kids are like growing up and being like there's some fucked up shit going on. Mm-hmm. Why is no one talking about it?
3: And then it's revealed that the weird guy in town is Johnny's father. That's you know walked the in weird
2: and... guy. His name is Crazy Pete. Crazy Dad. Pete. <laughs> well, you know what
3: I mean. The, Jesus I did, Christ! I did Matt. the air quotes Have for a weird soul. guy. But yeah, the weird guy in town, I, the crazy Ralph, if you will. I will for this say, movie. crazy,
2: crazy Pete, Pete. If you don't want to be known as crazy, maybe don't ride an old timey bicycle around the cemetery at night. <laughs> as the first thing we see him do, it is that. But of course, there's more to everyone's story, and that's like what we find out throughout the movie.
3: Well, and then when they're trying to find out about this, uh, the mo- probably the most heartbreaking scene in the movie is when. Uh, Christina Ricci finds out about her mom's death when they're trying to find out about the
2: death oh. of Dear
3: Johnny. She's this
2: movie's so sad. <laughs>
3: that's a that and, is and, a fucking heavy scene and for this movie.
0: May I say, Christina Ricci steals this movie.
2: Oh, she's so good. Oh yeah, she's fucking amazing. Vegas? There's
3: no doubt in my mind that she was gonna be a fucking superstar, like watching yeah, this performance. It's...
0: When when she finds out about her mom and like you can just see her like emotions going all over the place. She's sad that her mom's died, and then she's like, she was really beautiful, wasn't she? And then she's just, like, immediately on, like, a tirade after and that. she's angry, she's like, yeah, which yeah. is, like,
3: the most realistic, sort
0: of.
2: Well, it's, like, her mom died in a car crash. And that's all she ever knew, that she died peacefully. Like, you know, that's the whole thing. And then she was raised with her dad and her brother. And the dad, I guarantee, is, like, doing the best he can a rowdy household she's very weird about her femininity like she tapes down her boobs Mm -hmm. and i was just like i feel this girl man i feel Mm -hmm. it (laughs) like you don't want to hit puberty too early before all your friends do right so like she's very con. i feel i want to say she's the most like internally conflicted Mm -hmm. like she doesn't share a lot and she has this morbid sensibility because her mom is dead but then yeah she reads this paper and it says like she was in pain for hours, and like then gives like the greatest monologue performance when she shatters a mirror. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, the feelings like, are insane. Oscar moment. Basically, like honestly, yeah. it it was so emotional. If and, you're
0: like, if you're an actor right now, and they're like, okay, give us a scene, a monologue scene. A, a Roberta, Christina Riccia
3: playing Roberta in Now and Then from
0: 1995. It's so <laughs> it's dynamic. As
2: yeah, fuck. it's a good.
3: It's really good. That fucking that whole section is really good.
2: Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Roberta... Like, I'm going to jump when they decide to, like, bike out and, like, go on their day adventure. Mm-hmm. And they run into... There's a group of boys. It's a guy and his brothers, I believe. The Wormers. Mm-hmm. Led by Devin Sawa. So, they're, like, giving each other shit the whole time. I think there's a baseball game. There's a guy that says you hit, like, a girl. Roberta loses her there's mind. There's
3: a fight. Very sandlotty kind yeah, of scene very, in that movie. It's a
2: combination of all these different movies. Yeah. But they go to this lake. So much happens at this little pond thing because Roberta dives in and pretends like she's dead.
3: Yeah, that's... Because that's the way she deals with death is being... Yeah, and Making jokes about it all the time. Teeny
2: and Samantha are kind of being like, who's going to give her mouth to mouth? And Chrissy pushes them out of the way and is like, I'll do it.
0: And speaking of punching, Chrissy, when when Roberta reveals that, hey, I'm fine, man, Chrissy just...
2: Yeah, she... Fucking slaps the shit out of her because she's like, "Don't you fucking do that to me ever yeah. again," and yeah. it's just like, "Yeah, man, don't maybe do that." Oh, this is well, they- Chrissy,
0: I mean, that it shows the the difference in their characters is Chrissy takes someone that she loves the Very most serious, serious possible, while you know, you know, the Rita was more like, "Hey, it's just death."
2: It's also revealing, like. In a group of friends so close, like you still have one best friend, and she's like, "You're my best friend." Like, yes, we're all friends, but you're my best friend.
3: But this also, I think, signifies that they're outgrowing each other. Oh yeah, well,
2: too. outgrowing each other's shit.
3: Because like I, I feel like I yeah. related to this too with my group of friends growing up. Um, that like there was a period when we were like twelve or thirteen. Where we started to kind of realize that we were outgrowing each other yeah. when we couldn't put up with each other's shit anymore, yeah. and I feel like this was a good signifying moment of that a very true thing because that's something I mean I dealt with with my group of friends was
0: you
2: know yeah
3: you outgrow you outgrow people it just happens it's just the way it goes but
2: this... or
3: yeah or you grow in different directions yeah
0: They're kind of like and I feel like that's what happens to the adults and like in the future of this but. Like, going through, like, when we have all this, like, I I really like the library scenes, the, you know, like, the attic scene where they're finding information. Like,
2: researching scenes. Yeah, and
0: even the tarot card where they're like,
2: oh, they got the murder
0: tarot card. Did you see the look
2: on her face?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like. (laughs) But when they get together for the second seance, and then the guy who's working at the cemetery is like, no, there was i dropped it there's the ghost he's like i hit it with my truck oh yeah Yeah. how
2: amazing is that scene though like they are like oh my god there is a bright light in a foggy cemetery and the fucking headstone of dear johnny is floating towards them in the air i would have crapped myself (laughs) as a child
0: yeah but right when they find out the truth they're all like they kind of shrug their shoulders, like, "Yeah, let's just not do this anymore. This is stupid." And yeah, they're like, like, "Oh,
2: we're we're not kids. anymore. We're past yeah. This. We're, yeah, this. Yeah, this is over.
3: It's part of our life.
0: This was now.
2: our last like stupid adventure." Yeah, it
3: seems like yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's another I think necessary component to these uh, the successful coming of age movies is to have that final adventure. Yeah, but this one does it really well because it is about outgrowing each other and growing up and outgrowing these things and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, I think this is a really but good.
2: I will say it's not all sad. It, no. There's so some really fun moments like, yeah, right after Roberta fakes her desk, they go around the corner, see the Wormers skinny dipping, and they're like, what's a hard on?
3: <laughs> yeah. Looking at butts.
2: <laughs> looking <laughs> a lot at butts. Of butts. And then they steal their clothes and it's a fun time. And there's a happy 60 song playing.
0: Yeah. yeah. That was, that was cute. Like, when they steal, they're like,
2: you come back here with those clothes? Those, yeah. those
0: dudes are fucked. <laughs>
2: then yeah. they have to, like, run down a dirty road and pick up their, like, tidy whities yeah. on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. funny. It's a funny
0: scene. Uh, I do I do like when, um, was it Samantha and Teeny? Yes. Uh, she oh. goes to her house to tell her, like, hey, my parents are getting divorced," And she's like, oh, don't worry. I read in the future, like, half people are going to get a divorce. And that's, of course, our, like timely joke yeah yeah that like these type of movies always have to put in there always has to be i don't know would you call that an ironic joke or i don't know what that is a sense of irony it's irony yeah it's like a
2: A uh, foreshadowing foreshadowing. kind of
3: joke yeah kind of thing because like we know as an 90s audience it's like oh yeah nobody's together anymore
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's normal
0: Which is also now rubber band back because so many of us like wait so long to get married. Now divorce rates are down.
2: It's <laughs> because you like take a minute. Yeah. And figure it out.
0: And we're all broke as fuck. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> uh,
2: give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: yeah.
3: The, so we've got moments like that. We've got another great oh, moment. Well, I,
0: yeah, sorry, because uh, I never got to finish it with. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So when they're. They're in the rain and she cracked, uh, she like split her favorite necklace in two, made two friendship Bracelet. bracelets. Yeah, bracelets. Uh, Samantha's part falls down the drain and she goes down there to get it and like, oh, it starts flash flooding and then like she gets trapped in there. But Crazy Pete comes around and saves her. And one of my favorite, this is my favorite moment in it's the movie. It's the best moment of is the Is when they're like hugging, Samantha and Teeny are hugging each other and they're like, you know, why are you so weird and everything like that? Yeah. And he's like, well, I guess I just thought that no one ever really wanted to talk to me because I'm different in a
2: way yeah. or I'm weird. He, he's always like, why are you so afraid of me? And yeah. they're like, because you're you walk around town all weird and stuff and you don't talk to people. And he's like, people, it doesn't seem like people want to talk to me but I guess I understand, so I just don't talk to them. Yeah. And it's like the most heart... This man has like four lines in this movie, and it like changes them forever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like, it was,
0: you know, like when he said that, I, like there was a part of me where I'm like, oh, I have a heart, I just felt something.
2: Yeah.
0: It went away. Don't worry, Immediately folks. after. <laughs> <laughs> Repress like, that feeling. <laughs> I was like, what is that feeling of like... Warmth. Warmth. <laughs> yeah. This is
2: toward the end of the movie, but I think it's like one of the most dynamic moments. Oh, yeah. Because you're just like, man, this shit's heavy. And then he he ends up teaching Samantha something even more. Like, there's the lesson of the story at the very end. She's like, did I ever tell you that I went back to the cemetery that night? And yeah, and c- saw him. Crazy Pete is old, or Dear Johnny's father. And they're like, what? And it's just crazy like when you're little yeah. you tell your friends everything but when you get to that point you, you keep you moments gotta keep to stuff. yourself yeah. yeah and they're like you never said that and like it's because she learned a moment or a lesson from him that it was so personal yeah and she needed it to herself
0: yeah yeah i mean really after this in the movie it's it's stuff i kind of don't need like because we go back to the adults they have the baby and they have a baby and i'm like and, and this is my only real con with the film. I think the wraparound and the adults are almost useless. It's unnecessary
2: I would throw them out. But I get why they do it. It's like, yeah. oh, these are famous fucking women. It's fun to see. And like how far well, they, they sell the come. film. They do their names yeah. are attached. But so, like I do enjoy it just because I mean it's ingrained in my well, body. Now. I would
0: say, like, imagine this. Imagine if we saw Demi Moore riding in whatever she was riding in the taxi. And you know she's, or was she driving? She was it? driving. So, but yeah, she was and driving then she there. starts to just think about the past, and then we go into the story like that, where she's narrating it, and then we come back to see all the like how the you know re- how they turned out. Because I feel like the very beginning of that with like Melanie Griffith, like I just thought Melanie Griffith and Demi
3: Moore just seemed like vapid and useless.
2: I'm gonna say that I, I think I need it.
3: Yeah, I've I've got something to say. But I feel like you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say. I so. need
2: it because we start, like, really seeing how they were raised, how it affected them. Because we start with Rita Wilson, her character, uh, Chrissy. She's got the tight curled curls and her hair mm-hmm. is up and she's singing and there's powder puffs and she's very classic. the The room is like her mother's room and everything yeah. like that. And we see that side of her. When we go back... We literally see her being mothered by a woman who is so crazy. And we're like, that's exactly why she's like that. You know, like, the, we can see their yeah. personalities line up.
3: That's basically what I was going to say, too. Like, uh, but then I, I'm going to add the ending on there. I like the wraparound because you see them all show up and everything is so happy. And they've got their perfect lives. Like, Rosie O'Donnell's the doctor and Rita Wilson's the mother. And they've, they've got what they wanted. They've all sort And they're all happy. And then you see... Oh no um, are no, they? no that's what we get to um and then they then we see what made them but then we come back to the story at yeah. the end and they all reveal how unhappy they well, all I, are I don't, and that's well, what i, I don't, like about it at the beginning
0: i don't <laughs> see them as all happy
3: no they're put but they're putting on the facade they're like oh look at the successful writer look at the successful actress say. look at this doctor look she's having a baby everybody's everybody's like where they need to be right well, now we, and then it comes back and they're like i'm so unhappy the
0: thing <laughs> is is we already learned what we needed to learn these adults don't add to the learning yeah but if we just at the leave, very end it's just like oh i have a baby in a treehouse. everything's okay i think and like,
2: ah. i think the ending is almost like the point of the story it's like yeah our our lives are facades like there's literally right. dialogue where right. she's like yeah. hi I'm Samantha. I'm a respectable writer who won't get married. Like, you know, they just like keep making fun of each other. And then at the end, it's like a moment, a simple moment where she has a baby. The friends are there and the next generation is playing. But the whole point of the summer, it's a random summer in the middle. But like that little things mean the world to them, you know? So like that day that they all return, it's going to mean so much more later.
3: Right, but they're you know, so they're yeah they're not happy. It's in like, the in the big picture. Samantha in but my the little brain, moments make up Samantha the in my yeah.
2: brain hasn't thought of this summer in years. You know, but no. the fact that she's back there, she's thinking about it. and She's like that really meant something. So then I think that this new thing that happened in their lives, like them re- reuniting, having the baby. In a couple more years, they're gonna be like, "Wow, that was like such a great moment between yeah, us." Yeah, like I Again, needed that. Yeah. It wasn't as big because obviously they're older. Uh, like we I, don't yeah. see it.
0: I just, I just don't think it needed. I, I think it needed the. I didn't mind the end because I actually felt like those actors were, you know,
1: did you hanging
0: out and like and like ripping each other. That beginning to me, cut it off. Better film. Yeah, I mean, I that's just different how I feel. Yeah, books. I wholeheartedly yeah.
3: disagree, but okay. <laughs> um,
2: I was going to
0: say, well, did and, you... and It was funny, too, because like, when I, I was sitting there looking at, after watching it and thinking about it, and I just say like, what's make the mistake I always make and read someone's awful review? Never do that. Oh, my God. I don't, see, I don't understand, like, you know how sometimes you read a review of it and you're like wow I never thought of it from yeah. that perspective this was that but it was just like wow I never thought of that because it's fucking wrong <laughs> you know like <laughs> it, it was just the whole thing of like the stand by me and how it's an exact replicant and it's like I don't think it is at all I don't think it is at all either they don't find what, a dead
2: body they're what just like the interested kids are in death
3: that's just
0: but yeah,
2: there was period. no dead body There was no <laughs> yeah, dead no, body. Yeah. It's, it's not just a replicant spirit. it's like it's a metaphor for yeah. so many things in their lives. Yeah. It's like not the, the literal.
0: Only, the only thing I th- saw that you, c- I can't remember. There were no adults in Stand By Me where there's a wraparound. Was there? No.
1: It's well, just well, a you know, Richard
0: Dreyfus is writing
3: about it, but that's about it.
2: It's a period piece about oh, four shit. kids That's who right. like get into some dark shit and then they grow from it. That's about the No, I, I think it
0: was just because it was four kids. That's what it is.
3: On bikes. Yeah. On and bikes. they were girls. <laughs> and it's a period
2: piece. Like it's the same <laughs> yeah. kind of thing.
3: Yeah, but it's not. It's so different. But the
2: stories are different. You can still be different, but have similar concepts.
3: Oh yeah. By the way, like going back to the cover, why are we all in white shirts like this? This just the 90s, I think. Oh, it's a cult. <laughs> what, were, what were you gonna say like a second ago
2: oh i was just gonna say did you notice at the end like who chrissy's character was having the baby with
0: oh, rosie yeah. O'Donnell is the
2: no the her husband did you not rita pick... wilson's husband you didn't pick it on oh no either. no who was rita wilson's he husband? said he comes up and when she has the baby he he like misses the birth but he walks in and he's like hello dear like that is it the nerdy kid it's the nerdy kid that who sits it. next oh, to chrissy okay. on the bench and he's like hello dear or whatever and then she's like buzz off creep or something like that she and marries him and I'm has they a baby with him. <laughs> I'm like that's so funny i don't know it's but you didn't but it, notice it either you
3: know it's it's depending on how you look at it, it could add to like the sadness of the character that it's like she stayed with somebody that she just like met in childhood and or, had a baby with and got married but and then again it could
2: have been like they hated each other when they were younger but then they like reconnected later and they were mm. like
1: oh
3: I don't think for okay. this movie
1: Well, yeah,
2: Rita Wilson's character is pretty sad. So
3: I, <laughs> I think know. she does just stay with the same person and then gets married and then stays in the same house and, that, and then has a baby, which is just my fucking nightmare. I... <laughs>
0: now that you sit there like this is like changed how I look at Rita again, even though I already knew Rita. But, or, or not Rita, I'm sorry. Uh, this changed how I look at uh, Chrissy. This is, uh, changes how I look at Chrissy now that I just found out that like, She literally married the first guy that like kind of hit on her. That's what I see it as. (laughs) I mean, yeah. No, no, I was listening like, I was listening and I go, and I just kind of like got into a, like a deep thought of like who this reminds me of back home, which I won't mention, but I was like, Oh,
2: we all have those people. But in some way though, like when you talk to them, they will say she never lets on that. She's not happy. She's the happiest of them all. But that's just like, because that's how she was raised. Yeah. And like, That is her version of happy. When you look at Samantha or anyone else of the characters, they're like, this is a fucking nightmare. But it's like, but they're playing as if they live in the 60s, you know, like, but that's their thing. Mm -hmm. That's cool. As long as they're happy. Awesome. But it is very sad because it's like, this is her only option or something.
3: Or she thinks it's her, you know,
2: or she she married the first guy that said hi to her. She didn't need to pursue any other Mm -hmm. options. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, she's the one who's smiling, but you can see behind her eyes she's, like, tortured.
3: (laughs) I don't know. I think she's happy. I just think think to everyone else, everybody else is like... Well, no, I I mean,
0: I think what they're trying to do with her, like... Because she bashes on her, you know, Demi Moore's character and Melanie Griffin's a little bit. They're like... and it's kind of like there is some jealousy there. I think I, there, there is jealousy that yeah. they
2: went out and did everything, but almost I think it's more of like a hurt. I think where she's not happy is that her friends aren't close to her anymore right, except she... for Roberta who always checks on her. Yeah. But the, her friends like pretty much abandoned her. Yeah. And like in her eyes. In her eyes. Right. Yeah, but it's like they went on to pursue but they didn't keep in touch so she's like you guys abandoned me and so the fact that they're coming back she's like I need to keep you in my life because you guys literally abandoned me last time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think uh, Chrissy's <laughs> ever visited either one of them? Nope. No. Yep.
2: That's the thing, though. She and her brain thinks that they abandon her and they, but they sh- won't sh- visit. Yeah. Yep. And
0: they but she doesn't visit. Yep. Her. Don't yep. worry.
2: Yeah. I've moved away. <laughs> yeah, right. I understand what this is.
0: Yeah, I kind of always got that. I I always, I, I did also too like that how um, Roberta and Chrissy stayed close. Uh, yeah. And then you know you had Tina and Samantha who both followed somewhat the same path, but didn't stay close. Yeah. And I kind of felt like they did a good job of mirroring that with the kids. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, when Chrissy punches Roberta, I mean that pretty much is, you know, like, okay, maybe I should stick around this girl. Cause she really likes me and she would take yeah. care of me. Well, right.
2: she's like, she was going to sacrifice. She was going to bring me back to life. You know, like she was going to yeah. try. She's the only yeah. one who like fully loves me. <laughs> like loves me as like everything. And yeah. the others were like, ah, you do it first because they're kids and they don't know what to do. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. And then Roberta spits in her face and she's like, how fucking dare you?
0: <laughs> oh, and also, people who put plastic on their sofas should be burnt.
2: Yeah, that was a big thing.
3: That was a thing in the Fam- 70s and again in the 90s. Families, who,
2: <laughs> I would go over to families and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of noise happening on this couch.
3: <laughs> I hated it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I...
0: well. Br- <laughs> i knew someone i had to go to their house and every time i sat on the couch i'm like this is freaking stupid
2: <laughs> like what is the point here yeah
3: well i i think i think it's pretty obvious but i think we should still ask the question uh do we recommend this movie
2: yes 100
3: <laughs> yeah i would recommend
0: this as a coming of age i i mean there's things about it i don't like like i said but as a whole yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah i love this movie first time i've ever seen it i immediately love it i think it's fantastic a great movie great coming of age movie really well done also super hard to find so if you do come across it in a thrift store or whatever definitely pick it up because this is not this is not one that's everywhere
0: yeah i was thinking that too this doesn't seem like one i've ever seen
3: i mean Mm -hmm. not in the wild not normally right right this is this is one to pick up if you come across it for sure
0: okay so we are on to the museum
3: This is the second time I've had to reclaim my
0: property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. Ashley, what are you putting in?
3: Oh, well, every week we put something in the museum oh. that we really want to learn from if it's not good or really love and want to treasure. We put it in our museum every week. What is your contribution to the museum, Ashley?
2: I don't know yet. Can you do one? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: hi. You want to go? Uh, you can go first if you got one. All, all right, right. mine is
0: a crazy Pete when he I mean, I already said it. it was my favorite point in Yeah, where, where I actually felt like I was like, oh, there's feelings, there's warmth.
2: I got too many. That's why. That's yeah. Sometimes crazy Pete. P-
0: sometimes when you love a movie too much, it's hard
3: to like really pinpoint.
2: Crazy Pete though is a great. Like, I don't know. Watch I, it just for Crazy Pete.
3: I think but- I'll put a I'll put a moment in there, too, then, if we're mm-hmm. going to do it that right. way. Uh, I'll put in the finding out about death moment. It's definitely the most dramatic moment in the movie, and it's kind of a bummer, but, like, the finding out about the... Uh, not so much her reaction later in the, the attic, but the book scene in the library when, they find, when she finds out about the mother. I think that scene's incredible.
2: Yeah. I'm going to put something that... We didn't even talk about, but because it's so dark and gloomy, something that's a little lighter. Roberta, for the first time, liking a boy. Yeah, Devin. When they share a coke, and he's like. Can I It's a great. What are you mumbling? And he's like, (laughs) Can I kiss you? And they do a little kiss. And she's like, If you tell any one of your brothers, I'll kill
1: you. Yeah. It's a great scene. But
2: then their faces are like, they like each other so much. And it's like the most simple, genuine part of the movie. And like most girl movies, I feel like follow like the boy story this is the only ounce of that you're gonna get in this movie mm. and it's kind of refreshing to see i love both i love all the dark stuff too but that one it's just simple so throw her in there
0: uh, also crazy. when they're by the garage door i think they were they're and playing he, basketball and, yeah. yeah and he comes by and he like kind of wants to like stick around a little bit longer but it gets that like one second mm. of awkwardness and i don't remember which friend does it maybe it's christy but she's just like what was that about you know yeah like. and then he, and she's just like
2: I don't know. They're not so bad. Yeah, they're not so bad after all. (laughs) Yeah, like that ounce of like... And then Chrissy's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, your younger friend who's not hitting the maturity level would be like, what the... What are you talking about? Yeah,
2: like in the very basic sense that to me in the movie is when her character starts to change. She deals with a lot of stuff.
0: Well, I mean, it's funny too because that just mirrors exactly what happens with boys too. Yes. There's always the one boy who gets interested in girls first, first. And all the other guys are like, yeah, but they're girls, man. It's yeah. like they're
2: stupid. And then he's like, you know what? She's pretty good at sports, and like she's really nice and interesting yeah. and stuff. And they're like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> stupid.
0: Alright, we did have something fun come in today. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it to you, Matt. Okay. We got an email. Okay. And it is from Trucker Bill. I am not kidding.
3: <laughs> Trucker Bill, okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, so. This is so exciting. This is, uh...
3: <laughs> you printed it off. Yes. That's how excited you were about this.
0: <laughs> I didn't even want to open a new tab <laughs> to, like, read it off. Um, found you guys a few weeks ago on the road. He's a trucker. Trucker Bill. Trucker. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> the first episode I listened to was Graveyard Shift. My son and I used to watch it when he was little. Probably around your ages. He probably shouldn't have, but he loved action, robots, and horror. <laughs> What, what boy does it? Yeah, I mean. right. Um, uh, we used to watch the movies. Uh, we used to watch movies all the time together from our old rental store. Uh, I'm from Wisconsin. We had some really strange ones. If you ever get time, please review these old ones my son and I used to watch. A couple of these I don't know. Okay. Uh, I bet we, Matt
2: knows at least one of them.
0: Oh, I know he knows at least one.
3: I've Fortress. Okay. I've got S- that on the shelf. Nice. Space Truckers. Okay. That's an awesome movie.
0: Yeah, It's got Dennis Hopper in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Robot Jocks. I've yeah. got that on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, Mind Warp. I don't know what that is.
3: Uh, I think I know what that is, but I've definitely never seen it. No. I may know what it is, but I may not.
0: This one I'm trying to figure out too Nemesis. Oh, neme- yeah, I know what Nemesis is. They have okay. to have
3: Bucket of Blood if we ever
0: want to. So pick it's, not that up. <laughs> s- it's not Star Trek Nemesis, right? No, no, no. It's Nemesis. It's Albert right. Pune, who
3: did Dollman, directed that. You're you're, you're such a nerd right <laughs> now.
2: Dork. <laughs>
3: uh, most
0: people have no idea what I'm talking about when I mention these films. Uh, hope you guys do. Love the trailers. Takes me back.
3: Nice. Thanks, Trucker Bill. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Greetings to you, Trucker Bill.
0: I'm still trying to figure out like did he just make this email up to email us? Or do you think he just goes as Trucker Bill?
3: I hope he does just go as Trucker Bill. I hope that's just his thing.
0: I
2: hope that's his official
3: And is Bill short for William? Trucker William?
2: Hey follow-up email bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no we uh, oh no no no
0: no matt's got the follow-up that's all his job <laughs> um yeah no
3: we're uh i love i love all these movies that you've mentioned um i haven't seen them all but I, I this is this is my area this is where i operated in as a kid so i think uh me and your son would get along swimmingly <laughs> if you guys are watching those movies together uh it sounds like me and my dad back in those days so it. that's really nice that's awesome i've This is what we do this for, right? So thanks for writing in. Ashley, Matt, plug it. Plug your podcast.
2: Plugging, plugging, plugging. So Matt and I do another podcast called The AF High List. It is a podcast where Matt and I are going through the 100 greatest American films of all time. So movies like Citizen Kane, Casablanca, The Godfather, Wizard of Oz, Lawrence of Arabia. I believe that is the top five. I I am amazed that my brain can remember that. Um, but we are completely stoned when we watch them and then completely stoned when we get to talk about them. So it's all over the place.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's not so much a film analysis as it is like high thoughts while we watch the greatest American films of all time. What we think of the movie, but then also just what we think of besides. (laughs) It's
2: A good example is Some Like It Hot. We watched that film, talked about it stoned, but also talked a lot about the film Sorority Boys. <laughs> it's always an adventure with us, and yeah, so come along uh, for the ride. It's off, a great time.
0: Off-topic fun. Uh, I, I mean, we, when we, I was on the show for Star Wars... Oh, yes, uh, of course! <laughs> uh, I liked it when we occasionally went off-topic, or Matt threatened to kill all Republicans.
3: <laughs> I did not threaten to beat up. I kill. I did that in another. No, I, ep- I, I thought you threatened to shoot someone
0: in the face. <laughs> no,
2: it wasn't shooting. Mm, you'll just have to listen yeah. to episode number fifteen, Star Wars. Yeah, I think it was. Steve. I think I think,
3: it, I think it was fighting, but yeah, I threatened to. No, I didn't threaten. Oh no
0: no no!
2: I, they, oh, yeah.
3: I, I requested a thing, but that got cut from an episode.
2: <laughs> we basically. Set you up for a joke to diss Trump and you dissed all Republicans. Yes, (laughs) that's
0: what it was. (laughs) I actually think the shooting of one particular Republican was in another podcast and I had to cut that. Yes. That was never on ours.
2: No,
3: that was in a... It was never on ours either. It was maybe for the rage carry too, but... uh, Maybe. 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 We don't know.
2: Love that movie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fun. Uh, But that's
2: all I got pretty much.
3: Yeah. yeah, listen to our podcast. Uh it's where all good podcasts can be found.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And you are about to be at Days of the Dead talking at uh um... Oh yeah, this
3: episode's coming out right before that. So if you're listening to this episode as it drops, uh do stop by if you're in the Chicago area. Uh, Days of the Dead on Saturday, which is in Schaumburg, Illinois. I'm doing a panel. I'm talking about independent horror movies. So if you like hearing me talk, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm going to try not to sound like an idiot uh, on stage with uh, three other very incredibly talented filmmakers that I'm like, don't know why I'm included with them. (laughs)
1: Because
2: you're wonderfully
3: talented. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Um, But yes, uh, very excited to do that panel. 2 o'clock Saturday, Days of the Dead in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, the panel's free if you have tickets to the event, so come see it, come see me, uh, come see me, try not to look stupid.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'll be okay.
2: <laughs> you love to talk.
3: Especially about myself, so if they ask me any questions, it's about me. Uh, prepare for me to make the time go over in that uh,
0: talk. <laughs> Do it. Speaking of time going over, we are going along. so let's uh, remember, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to us on all kinds of things. And if you're like Trucker Bill here, you can write Matt at analogjones, T-O-F, at gmail.com. And Matt here might, might respond to
3: you. Yes, I will. Um, if you write mean things, uh, I'll get stoned and respond to them. And if you write positive things like Trucker Bill, I will soberly respond uh, glowingly about uh, your movie recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, remember to be kind. Rewind.
0: To Paris, set a course, set, set, set a course, set, set, set a course for the unstoppable Jack and Jen
3: podcast in the impossible, Star Trek Voyager being the material, wine is the vehicle just like milk for your cereal, here we go, blast into the Delta Quadrant, uncharted territory but we're on it, Support pour me another glass of Cabernet, cause it Paris with will have different the galaxy, never in my life was a
1: crew so brave,
3: never was a time you learn something new each and every day To explore new things is a Starfleet way Podcast hailing from the Geekscape Nation Talking Star Trek
2: with the wine persuasion So you want to live long and prosper fine Then you better tune in to Seven of Wine And this is Seven of Wine Where we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager And a
1: bottle of wine at the same time